Hello and welcome to the Living Hope Wesleyan podcast. If you would like more information about Living Hope Wesleyan Church, please visit our website at hopeforvermont.org. As well as if you're enjoying these podcasts, check out the live streams at Hope for Vermont on YouTube. I hope you enjoy today's podcast. God, thank you for loving us. Thank you for being with us and your presence that helps us. Thank you, God, that whatever trial or tragedy that we are experiencing, that we're going through, we can trust you. We can look to you and believe that you are faithful. We love you, Jesus, and we thank you because you are real and you do care and you are here. So, Jesus, we love you and it's in your name we pray. Amen. As we look to conclude Colossians, I remember Colossians, it was Rules for Holy Living. And when I saw that title, when I saw that subtitle, I was a little bit nervous. I felt intimidated. I was like, I do not want to be holy because it means so much change. But understanding that God says grace and peace, that Paul says through uh, this letter to the church, that grace and peace, it means that we don't have to put a timeline on holy living, but we could say, Jesus, I surrender to you. I sacrifice my desires. I find contentment being hidden with you. So the rules for holy living, it simply means peace. Because I don't no longer have to strive. It's not about me, but it's simply about you, Jesus. So let us celebrate who Jesus is. As we look at Colossians chapter 4 today, I'm reading from the New Living Translation. The New Living Translation that says, Devote yourselves to prayer with an alert mind and a thankful heart. Devote yourselves to prayer. Well, we want to share in all of God's glory. And how do you share in all of God's glory? By devoting yourselves to prayer with an alert mind and a thankful heart. This means to continue praying, earnestly praying, steadfastly praying, diligently praying, being devoted to prayer. What does this word devote mean in the original language as the Bible was not written in English was not written in how we speak as a New Englander, but it was written in Greek, Aramaic, Hebrew, but the New Testament. This is the Greek word devote. It means to join, adhere to, to be ready, to give attention, be faithful, to spend much time together. And I like that last, to spend much time together, devoted to praying together, devoted to praying together, whether in person or virtually, that at the same time or from the same place, uh, even though different state, from the same lazy boy chair, recliner, or couch, we can pray together for one another. We can remember that God is for us. Devote yourselves to prayer with an alert mind and a thankful heart. We need to be watchful, be vigilant, have that alert mind and thankful heart, our eyes wide open in gratitude, as it says in the message. So let me read this again. Devote yourselves to prayer with an alert mind and a thankful heart. Be watchful, be thankful, be alert, be vigilant, pay attention, see what's going on with gratitude that God is with us. So whether you're looking at something that makes you nervous, causes concern, you got received a phone call or you're waiting for a phone call from your doctor, from someone that has news information, we can have our eyes wide open in gratitude that God is with us, that Jesus is helping us, that we have a great hope from him. 
And Paul, writing this from prison, I love how he says, Pray for us, too, that God will give us many opportunities to speak about his mysterious plan concerning Christ. That is why I am here in chains. Paul, writing from prison, he says, Pray for us, too. Meanwhile, at the same time, also, don't forget, as you're devoted to prayer with one another, as you're praying that God would reveal his insight, his conviction, his blessing, his hope, his truth to you, Meanwhile, at the same time, also pray for us. Pray for us in prison. Pray for the missionaries. Pray for your pastor. Pray for your former pastor. Pray for those that are trying to lead, endeavoring to serve the church because of Jesus. Pray also for us. There's never a time when it is inappropriate to ask for prayer for oneself. There's never a time when it is inappropriate to ask for prayer for oneself. Whether you're celebrating and you just want to be humble, if you're uh, depressed and you just need to know that God is with you, it is okay. It is important. It is a reminder to pray for one another and also to ask for prayer for yourself. What are we asking for prayer for? Well, what Jesus asked, that you would seek and save the lost, that he would do the will of the Father. And are we going with the intent that we allow him to use us to make disciples this is what we're praying for that we would do the will of the father which as jesus was to seek and save the lost and for us as people we are seeking to introduce people to jesus in the best way is as you go allow him to use you to make disciples we look on and read pray that i will proclaim the message as clearly as i should as clearly as I should. Pray for the open doors. Pray for many opportunities. Pray that God will give you that introduction in a conversation that allows you to share that you believe in Jesus, that you've been forgiven of your sins, that you struggle, but in your struggle, you are not without hope, that you mourn, but in your grief, you are not like those that do not have the hope of Jesus, of eternal life, of his presence, of his goodness, of his faithfulness, that you are not alone. I was reminded as we went to Michigan listening to a sermon or a podcast, can't remember which, but it said that even before Adam and Eve ate of the tree and they were given the consequences for their disobedience, even before the Ten Commandments, there was a statement from Moses as he recounted this. He wrote, it is not good for man to be alone. Before any of the rules, the laws, God said, it is not good to be alone. It is not good to be alone. So during isolation, during quarantine, it is amazing to know that God's presence is with us, but as we can safely, as we can honorably meet, gather together, be devoted to praying for one another, be devoted to praying for open doors and many opportunities that we can share in person, that we can share together, that we can find community, that we can belong with each other to have open doors and many opportunities to share this mysterious plan of his to speak about God's mysterious plan of salvation that you can't earn it you don't deserve it and simply because God chose to give you this free gift you can receive it you can accept it you can 
revel in it. You can find freedom in this mysterious plan of his. That is why I'm here in prison. That's what Paul is saying. That even because I have opportunity, I have a reason to be disappointed, discouraged, or depressed. That is why I am here in prison to share the good news of the gospel, to share the hope, the peace that I have, even in the middle of this place, this dungeon, this uh, bad opportunity, I can share the hope of who Jesus is. Pray that I will proclaim this message as clearly as I should. I want to be clear. I want it to be plain as day, as clearly as I should, even here in prison, even here in the shutdown state, even here from this local business, even here in my residence, even here, let me proclaim it clearly even from where you are, clearly, plain as day, manifest, make it known, make it simple, make it understandable so that people can know the message of Jesus, the message of God. Live wisely among those who are not believers, Colossians 4, 5. Live wisely among those who do not believe the same thing as you in hopes that they might know the forgiveness of Jesus, that they might have the hope of salvation dwelling within them and make the most of every opportunity. Live wisely, live with wisdom. Use your heads as you live and work among outsiders, it says in the message translation, the message uh, paraphrase. Walk and live wisely, not arrogantly, not with great pride in what you've accomplished and who you are, but Walk meekly, this quiet strength of knowing that you're forgiven, this quiet strength and understanding that God has blessed you, this quiet strength and knowing that this blessing that you have received, it is for everyone so that God might share with others through your life as you walk, as you live, use your head. You do not want to intentionally offend people and say, I am right and become like me because I know Jesus. You say, I I'm a sinner saved by grace. Through faith, I choose his redemption, his love. And we say, let your conversation be gracious and attractive so that you will have the right response from everyone. Colossians 4, verse 5 and 6. Make the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Make the most of every opportunity because you only have one opportunity to make a first impression. You only have one opportunity to engage with that person that you're meeting with. You only have that one opportunity to make the most of every opportunity. First, or Second Corinthians 10, 4 through 7, it says this, For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every lofty uh, opinion raised against the knowledge of God, and we take every thought captive to obey Christ. Not to think about what is wrong with me, to overthink, like what we take it captive so we can give it to Jesus, say, Jesus, this is the thought I have. How do you want to use it? What do you want to do with this? Being ready to punish every disobedience when your obedience is complete. Look at what is before your eyes. If anyone is confident that he is Christ, let him remind himself or herself that just as he is Christ, so also are we. 
Take captive every thought to remind yourself that you are free, that you are forgiven, that you have the hope of Jesus, that you don't have to strive, that you don't have to do, you don't have to perform. You aren't trying to get the gain of applause from people or the pat on the back or the hugs from individuals, but you know that Jesus loves you, that he's making you an overcomer, that you are an ambassador of his, that he loves you that much. In Ephesians 6, 10 through 13, finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of the evil in the heavenly places. Our struggle, our battle is not against the people that vote differently than you, that look differently than you. As Pastor Kenny shared about the Imago Day, we are all created, all of creation is created in the image of God. The human beings which have souls, God loves them just as much as he loves you and he desires to use us, to desire to even use you or me to reach into people's lives to show with grace and mercy and peace, the love of Jesus, so we don't wrestle against the flesh and blood, but we wrestle against the spiritual forces. That's why we pray in devotion with others, for others, for ourselves, that we might present these opportunities clearly of His, God's mysterious plan for their lives. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. Maybe all you could do is stand. You can't take another step. You can't bear the weight of one more thing. And God is telling you, Jesus is saying, Paul has written those words, simply stand firm and knowing that God is with you. Let your conversations be gracious and attractive so that you will have the right response for everyone. Are you filled with honey on your lips? Are you filled with joy that you can share from a great place of pain that you don't understand, but I'm not going to battle against you. I'm going to speak words of life and truth that come from knowing Jesus. I'm going to speak honorably that the gospel would be attractive and you would know the grace of Jesus. That It would be gracious. It'd be seasoned, seasoned with salt, that it would be attractive, that it would bring out the best in others. Do we speak in such a way to one another that we are bringing out the best in each other or just bringing the best in those that are on our team, those that we look to, those that we admire, or is it all people? We're trying to bring out the best in others. So yesterday, I'm having lunch with Jay and Beth and we're talking and something in the conversation prompted something for me to share, which I shouldn't have shared. And Jay said, Dad, that's gossip. And I'm like, Jay, I'm just sharing a story. What you said prompted this memory of what was shared with me. And she's like, well, Dad, it didn't need to be said. And it was negative and it didn't lift the person up that you were speaking of. And I was kind of proud of myself. I was like, Jay, you're right. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said it. That conversation we were having prompted this thought, but you're right. I need to take captive every thought and make the most of every opportunity. So I'm not gossiping and bringing up a story that was prompted in my mind, but that I would speak what brings out the best in others. And so thank God for 18-year-old daughters that have more wisdom 
than I do at 46, that I can learn from her and just show her that Jesus forgives, but that Jesus has something better as well. Bring out the best in others. Know and understand, recognize and realize what Jesus has for us. Live wisely among those who are not believers and make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be gracious and attractive so that you will have the right response for everyone. Know, understand, recognize, and realize what God has for you, that he might share with others the truth of him. Because early on in Colossians, it said, grace to you and peace from God the Father. So as we engage with people, as we have dialogue, as we have conversation, as there are those that think differently than us that are on a different team, proverbially speaking, if if that's the right word, enter that conversation with grace and peace from God the Father, that we are not trying to stir up, rile up uh, discontent, but we are trying to breathe, breathe words of life and truth into a situation to give hope and peace, forgiveness of sins, and the fact that God loves and is gracious, that he is faithful, that as long as it took you to become a Christian, it can take God multiple more months and years to exhibit that same grace to others. So extend God's grace, that as people see him in you, they might respond to his convicting, his revealing, his love for them, his love that changes us and that we'd be quick to change. Even when we have a great story that we think can add to the conversation, that we trust that what speaks words, what speaks life is more valuable than simply our desire to share a better story. Meet one another with grace and peace from God the Father. And so as we close, we invite you to our 9 a.m. in-person gathering at Cross the Brook Middle School, Duxbury, Vermont, 05676. We do thank you for your continued giving and generosity, whether giving Tuesday, whether tithes and offerings, whether mailing checks or submitting uh, gifts online, the Be Generous tab at hopeforvermont.org, or mailing checks to the chapel, 5793 Waterbury Still Road, Waterbury Center, Vermont, 05677, or joining us and giving gifts to those that the Hygiene Pantry has reached out to. You can contact Jay Fuller, that's my daughter, about how you could do that. There are several families in need that are not going to be able to celebrate Christmas much like we are able to, so as we can extend a gift as we can purchase an item as we can make their Christmas feel valuable because the church got involved to show them God's love in a practical way let's get involved and share with them maybe it's texting a friend and inviting them to the Christmas Eve service 6 p.m. at Cross of Brook Middle School Christmas Eve which is a Friday night we want to encourage you to be devoted to prayer for one another and for yourself, that we might grow and find open doors and meaningful opportunities to share the grace and peace of Jesus with one another. So Jesus, we thank you that you came and that you are here. Emmanuel, God with us. And oh God, we thank you that you love us so much that you desire to change us, to be more like you. Help us to surrender, to sacrifice, to submit to your will and to 
share your love with one another. Jesus, we just thank you for our family. We thank you for our friends and our church. We pray, God, that you would be known, that you would be realized, that you would be accepted, embraced, and that you would be given control in all things, that we would know the power and the way of the Lamb. Thank you, Jesus. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you'd like more information about Living Hope Wesleyan Church, make sure to visit hopeforvermont.org. As well as don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel at Living Hope Wesleyan Church, where you can catch live stream versions of these services as well as other content. Have a great day.